Yesterday, Governor J.B. Pritzker said the state would have to work to close a $3.9 billion budget deficit. He was going to start with his plan for $700 million in cuts in the agencies he controls directly. A chunk of which would be coming from trying to reduce personnel costs, which the governor said he would try to achieve by negotiating with AFSCME on various provisions, including the possibility of unpaid furlough days for state workers. AFSCME responded with a statement saying that it would oppose anything that would place an unfair burden on state workers. But of course, unfair is in the eye of the beholder. We wanted to get a little more clarification for what that means. And so we reached out to AFSCME and joining us this afternoon is Mike Newman. He is the deputy director of AFSCME Council 31. And Mike, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here this afternoon. Happy to do it. Thanks, Jim. Well, Mike, if you could begin by letting us know the governor said he uh, he planned to uh, to reach out to negotiate with AFSCME on this. Has the union had any contact, any conversations at all with the governor or his staff as of yet? There have been absolutely no conversations concerning concerning furloughs or anything. There have not been any such discussions, no. So the first thing the union heard about this was when the governor went before the microphone yesterday and said he's going to ask for things like furlough days for state workers? Yes. I mean, obviously, we were aware there's a revenue shortfall. And uh, certainly, you know, we, we are in regular contact with the administration. But the first thing... First, we heard about the request for what he outlined there, and I'm talking primarily about furloughs now. First time we heard about it was uh, at the press conference. And so there's been no discussion of specifics as far as how many days, over what period of time, anything like that. There's been no uh, attempt to delineate what we're talking about? Uh, Absolutely none whatsoever. And, uh, you know, I know there was a statement uh, in, during the governor's press conference that staff were in discussions with AFSCME. That's just, uh, I think, whoever whoever uh, told the governor that was misinformed, but there have been absolutely no such discussions. Uh, so, uh, again, referring to the statement yesterday from AFSCME, it said that it, the union would oppose anything that puts an unfair burden on state workers. So uh, at this point, uh, uh, is any discussion of furlough days, recognizing that the budget hole the state is facing, is that absolutely off the table? Are you willing to consider concessions like that in exchange for the state making concessions in other areas? Uh, I, I guess what I'm asking is, is there anything that is absolutely a no-go, or are you willing to negotiate through all of this? Well, let me put it this way. We are firmly opposed to targeting state employees. Uh, will we talk to the administration? Of course, we'll talk to the administration, but we do not see uh, furloughs as as any kind of solution whatsoever, and we are uh, very strongly opposed to them. Um, uh, the, you know, the, the this is not a problem of the state spending too much money. This is a revenue shortfall, and if you look at and and we're in the middle of a pandemic. I can't imagine where they would even, how they would even manage furlough days. You've got all kinds of overtime now. And in the prisons, 20 percent, almost 2,000 of our members working in the prisons have had COVID. Many of them are out out right now. Uh, Hundreds of state employees have been in hospitals. And uh, you can't, you can only short staff to a certain point. 
if you have to spend money on all kinds of overtime, you're not saving any money. And there are all kinds of, uh, you know, you have to have a certain level of staffing. And I'm not only talking about the prisons and the, and the developmental, the centers for the developmentally disabled and the mentally ill and the veterans homes, uh, the, the, all of those places. There are many staff out right now uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, and uh, and they were, as, as the governor noted uh, in his press comments, the uh, already uh, there are fewer state employees now than there were two decades ago. So there's there's no place to cut, uh, and uh, and the burden shouldn't be you know the, if it's a revenue shortfall, you're not going to solve the problem. First of all, it's a it's a long term problem in terms of revenue. It's not something that just getting through. Uh, the fiscal year that we're in now, and you're not going to solve that problem uh, by targeting certain groups. If if, it, if a revenue shortfall has to be dealt with, then uh, then it should be dealt with, you know, by everybody. Not targeting uh, not targeting state employees who've been uh, really under the uh, they've been working very hard under very very difficult conditions. Uh, this year. Talking with Mike Newman, Deputy Director, AFSCME Council 31 here on WMAY. Uh, and, and Mike, uh, if you, the union is a hard no on things like furloughs, what can the governor impose unilaterally? Uh, I mean, we are certainly in extraordinary times. The state can't spend money it doesn't have, and it doesn't have a ton of excess money right now. So can the governor take actions to uh, to actually uh, terminate jobs, uh, to terminate entire sections of agencies to try to make up some of this multi-billion dollar shortfall? Well, uh, frankly, I, I really don't think there's uh, any place uh, uh, to do that. Now, I, you know, it, I'm going to try to shift the focus of this discussion in a second, but the uh, uh, there just uh, there there just isn't any place to do that. Uh, and uh, let me say, we're always willing to talk about efficiencies in state government. We have a history of coming up with cost savings uh, in dealing with other governors. We're not opposed to that at all. But, uh, but the focus here has to be on revenue, uh, it, especially during the pandemic. The public is depending on state employee services more than ever before. I mean, you've got... You, you, we all know the stories about food lines where people don't have enough to eat. People need food stamps. We, uh, we've got child protective investigators who are going into people's homes. That kind of strain, as you can imagine, during uh, an, an economic uh, situation like what we've got now, you can imagine the strain that puts on families. You can't cut these things. That's not the solution. Uh, it has to be more revenue. And frankly, the amount of dollars he, that the governor was talking about saving uh, by uh, in targeting state employees, he said $75 million. We're talking about a $3.9 billion deficit. That has to be dealt with through revenue. You're not going to solve a $3.9 billion program by targeting state employees. I mean, that that's you could shut down the state whole state. The whole state payroll is, is, isn't that much. If you shut down the whole state for a year, which obviously – can't be done, but uh, but that's that's the size of the deficit of, that you're talking about. 
I, I hear exactly what you're saying about uh, the, the unfairness of placing this burden on state workers. But all across my listening area right now, there are people in their homes and in their cars who are saying, well, what about placing more burden on taxpayers? We, we already fork over quite a bit, too. Uh, and we're not seeing, you know, uh, paychecks and pensions the way state workers are. Why is it okay to take it out of their pocket, but not uh, from the folks who benefit most directly from that state spending? Well, first of all, I don't think they benefit most directly. They get paid for the work that they do, but for for serving those very same uh, citizens that you're talking about, Jim. But uh, that's not, uh, again, that's that's not the solution. Uh, Frankly, we were disappointed that the fair tax amendment didn't pass. That would have allowed... Uh, the state to target only a very small, the, the, the wealthiest 3% in the state without going to everybody else, uh, that didn't pass. Uh, and, and you know, that's a situation that, that has to be dealt with. But there are other things, too. For example, there've been, there are a lot of corporate loopholes, tax loopholes, and certainly those should be closed. Uh, and, and that would raise a substantial amount of money. The, uh, there are other things to look at. But clearly, I'm not going to shy away from it, legislative action is needed to deal with this revenue problem in terms of exactly how it's dealt with by the legislature. um, I think it's a little premature to say, but there's no question that uh, legislative action is needed and the state has to find a way to uh, bring in more revenue. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, the size of the budget hole we're talking about here, uh, things like closing corporate loopholes is also not going to come close to, to closing that hole. Doesn't it have to be some combination of all of that uh, tax increases, revenue enhancements, but also doesn't the state have to look at spending cuts to close a nearly $4 billion budget hole? Well, I, I I can't speak to whether it should look at any spending cuts. I mean, people talk about things like, you know, contracts with outside vendors and those kinds of things. All I'm saying is, first of all, I don't think it can be done. Uh, if you if you start uh, cutting or asking furloughs or anything like that for state employees, you're going to just you're going to end up with more overtime and uh, and. You're taking money directly out of people's paychecks. You're taking money out of their pockets to solve a revenue problem that is not their problem. I, I will say, uh, and I, I, as I sit here, I can't give you a figure, but I think there are, there's a lot more than $75 million in corporate loopholes that could be closed, and that would be certainly more productive now as to whether that can uh, – solve the whole problem? Uh, probably not, but but certainly that's a place to start. And then, then to look at other, other kinds of revenue enhancing measures, whatever whatever they may be. Uh, we just, uh, but to say, hey, there's a, a revenue problem statewide. Uh, there are millions and millions of people in the state. Uh, and to say, we're gonna target one group and take money. This isn't like uh, like you know the citizens you were talking about, where somebody might have to pay a bit more in taxes. I'm not making light of that at all. But you're talking about taking money directly out of people's pocket when you talk about furlough days, and 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 that's not fair to target state employees that way.
Mike, before I let you go, uh, one thing that I've heard uh, repeatedly over the last couple of days since this came up, uh, people uh, calling here to the station claiming that, oh, they're very much aware of state workers who are being paid to sit at home and do nothing. Of course, a lot of people have had to work from home during the pandemic. It's disrupted a lot of things in state agencies, just like it has in a lot of private businesses. But, uh, you know, in my experience, that hasn't been the case. But what can you tell me about what life is like for workers who are working from home? And are they still with the same workload? Are they putting in a full work day? Are they earning that full day's pay that they're getting? Well, everything we've been told, and, and this stuff is being tracked uh, by different state agencies, is that the product, the, the, those workers who are working from home are actually being more productive than they were at the office. And that actually, and if you read the literature, that's not just state employees. It's, that's been found to be a phenomenon uh, quite a bit that uh, that worker production is uh, absolutely as good, if not better. Uh, and you know, I should also note that in the, in the state, well more well over half the employees are are not able to work from home. You know, you've got twenty four seven facilities. Uh, those and and those you you can't work from home when you're. Uh, working in a veteran's home or a home for the developmentally disabled or, or a prison. So, uh, but uh, I, you know, obviously we're the union. I, you know, the, I, the state, the state could, uh, I, I don't know if there are any hard figures on it, but I know different agencies have been tracking this very closely. And we've heard uh, pretty much universally that, uh, that the production is up and, if somebody, if if there is somebody who's not doing their work uh, from home, the state has the ability to to bring them back into the office. Uh, I haven't heard of many instances of that happening, but the state certainly has that ability. But Mike, the work needs to get done, Jim. Mike Newman, deputy director, Ask Me Council Thirty One. Appreciate the update. Uh, keep us posted on how this all progresses here, because it's certainly of enormous interest to our listeners here in Springfield. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it.